The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Avalon HR. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel here on News Radio. I just said that. Uh, Jake Walker, your host here in the in the studio. I have Stacy from H, uh, Avalon HR. I'm just I'm a blurb mess this morning. Thank you, uh, Stacy. She called me down. She came in and uh, I was I was having some really bad anxiety. And she's like, just breathe. It's okay. You're gonna be fine. Uh, in a moment, yeah, a temporary just, moment just, that will pass. Yeah. Speaking of temporary moments. Um, you know, taxes are coming up. We're not really going to touch on that too much because uh, I'm, I bet you're just you just have the biggest headache from taxes right now, don't you? I do, but I really thought you say you know you might say we we're going to take a moment and sing since our intro music didn't work. You know, we can. Yeah, my computer does not is not. If you, if you would like us sound. to sing, um, <laughs> you know, let us know. We'll see what we can do, and I'll I'll warn you in advance. It, on my behalf, anyway, it'll be horrible, but I'm always up for you know some fun. Yes. So yes, taxes. Um, um, yeah. We've gotten several several folks that um, you know are still reaching out about their W twos and tax forms and things. And if you are happen to be listening and you are a current or former Avalon employee, um, your W two is in your portal. It is perfectly okay for employers to provide them electronically instead of mailed. Um, actually, almost preferable because then you have a copy anytime you want it, need it. If you lose it or if it doesn't get delivered, you've still got access to it all the time. Um, but for the most part, you should have received um, all of your tax documents, be it a W-2, um, your 1099 forms, all of those you should have by now. If you haven't, you may want to reach out to your former employer if you have moved or something else has changed just to check on that. And that's it's okay to do that at this point. Um, what is not okay to do, I had someone um, contact me and, and say that I haven't received it. I'm going to call the IRS. Well, I, I didn't want to be the bearer of bad news and tell them that the IRS really does not care, that it's not, you know, it, they would probably just hang up the phone. Um, so, so don't do that. But, but it is okay to reach out to your former employer and say, hey, you know, I still haven't gotten this. Can we check my address? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and most of the time that will be the issue. Easily correctable, and then they can get it to you. Um, we don't like, occasionally I'm asked to email them or send them. I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, because those documents do contain all of your personal information. It has your address, your social, and your income. So mm. that is, you know, often the things that you're asked to verify uh, when when you're doing something. And if someone else has that information, then they could easily use it. Um, if I do send them out, um, I password protect them mm-hmm. and send the, the password in a, a separate document. So there, there are options. Um, and if you, you know, just absolutely want to come by and pick it up, we allow that too, but we will ask you to verify your personal information and things mm-hmm. like that because, right. um, unfortunately, I said I get uh, you know a, a, eh, probably three to five calls a month from people trying to get information about um, former spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, oh, um, things. Like, yeah, it, it happens. What's her to, address? Where's she living now? Yeah. Right, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure you have my correct. You know, I want to make sure I'm Jake. I want to make sure you have my correct address. Okay, mm-hmm. Jake. Well, what is your correct address? Well, what do you have? Ah, that old trick. Well, where do you live? <laughs> and, and I'll right. let you know if that matches what I have or not and mm-hmm. if we need to correct it. So it does happen, unfortunately. But, 
you know, we try to take all the steps we can to prevent that and, you know, keep your information as safe as we can. Uh, but yeah, if you definitely haven't got those by now, definitely reach out. Um, if you are a 1099 employee and you haven't collected all of your information, this is a great time to do that. Um, you know, don't show up at your accountant's office or H&R Block with a shoebox full of, right. of stuff. Um, they make these real handy little dividers that have, you know, all 12 months. And as you go along, just drop them in the months that they occurred. That's a huge help. Um you know, and get that stuff together. And like, you know, Jake says, Jake does some 1099 work. So he's familiar mm-hmm. with the, you know, importance of keeping your records. And a lot of that stuff is tax deductible. And take every possible thing you're entitled, take every possible deduction that you can. Mm-hmm. And a big thing we talked about before is, you know, setting aside maybe 20 to 25% of that money for the taxes that are going to be due on that. Just, right. you know, know, it, know it's coming. You're not going to escape it forever. It, it's rare in life that you get to do a you get a do over you get a mulligan you know so if you would humor me for just a second I think I figured out somebody had muted my YouTube on my computer <gasps> for some reason so let's no. is it gonna work there we go yeah. all right let's try this again yes mm, I gotta hear that before I feel like I'm in the mode here Same. you're listening to News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Avalon HR is in the house. I got Stacy Oren. She is the um, HR and Benefits Manager for Avalon HR. Check them out, avalonhr.com. Thank you so much for being here this morning. I just ha- I had to do that. I had to get that in well, there. Well, I appreciate that. Because That's I, the intro I wanted a few minutes folks, ago. Folks, he just saved you from some <laughs> truly horrible singing. Like I said, I'm uh, always up for it. I will do it, but it will not be pretty. Yeah. I, I know my own limitations. All right. If you have questions this morning, I'm sure people do. They're like, what is going on on your show today? Uh, 437-1620. Let us know uh, because it's tax time. We mentioned 1099 employees. This is one thing I always like to bring up because I deliver Grubhub uh, in the evenings and And my first year doing it, I didn't really think about mileage. I didn't think about deductions and things like that. If you are planning on being a 1099 employee this year, if you're going to deliver some food, things like that, keep track of your mileage. Just do it. Even (laughs) even if you have to look at the speedometer, write down the amount, write down what you did. You know, I did Grubhub from this time to this time. Just write down that mileage starting and stopping. It's you have to keep a written account of it, right? So like the IRS is going to want, if they audit you, they're going to want to see a written account of your mileage, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, they are. And you know, another good thing is, you know, some people like, oh, I don't have anything to write with. Well, I guarantee you have your phone in your <laughs> Take hand. Take a picture, yeah. Take a picture of your odometer where you're at when you start and you stop that, you know, and then write it down later when you have the time and you do have a pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep up with that stuff. And you know, like we are saying, some of these sites help you track it, Apps, uh, which, yeah. you know, which is great. Keep, you know, keep an eye on that too, but also keep your own records to make sure that you're, you know, getting everything you're due back. You're working hard for this money and you're, you know, you're putting mileage on your vehicle and wear and tear mm-hmm. on your car. So, you know, take all the deductions you can to, you know, make sure you keep your car in running order, keep it, you know, up to date and not end up costing you more, you know, potentially later because, you know, as we know, um, part of your frustration this morning is vehicle issues. Right. And it, it does happen. And, you know, this is this is an important time. You know, like I said, Jake has already said he was a little stressed when I got here this morning. <laughs> we all have days like this, but, you know, this is where um, you know, Jake's situation is a little bit different. He's kind of here keeping us all in line and in charge. Yes. So he can't say, you know what, I just kind of kind of need a day. I think I'm going home. But, mm. um you know, we can we can definitely work with it. But if you do have, you know, a situation where you're an, an employer that can 
It is so important to do that. Um, you know, recognize when, you know, sometimes we just have those days where it seems like everything just stacks up, you know, one after another. And you we just need to take that moment and say, you know, I just need, I need a minute. But I tell you what, minute. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. That. Joe yes, might I'm, need a nap. I, Joe might need a nap. Jake <laughs> might need a nap. Stacy definitely needs a nap. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's okay. Just, you know, be, be mindful of... Um, you know, you're, if you're an employer, be mindful of your employee's mental state of mind because it can affect other things within the workplace. Um, you know, intentionally, unintentionally, just how we come across that day, maybe our own uh, personal safety. You know, if we're distracted, we may forget um, the steps we normally take in, in things. So just, mm-hmm. you know, just be mindful and, and know that it's yeah. going to happen. Every, it, everybody has it. Um, this too just, shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah. Right. And then you, you know, can start a whole other set of issues when you go to file your taxes and you know, right. get any money back. Well, speaking of passing, uh, we're going to pass a threshold here on salary caps, right? Like we so the are. salary threshold is increasing. Uh, well, it's still under final review. It's uh, mm. it's not been the official ruling from the Department of Labor. However, um, from all the, you know, we talk a lot about the partners we have that keep us informed of this stuff. It looks like it is coming around the 1st of April that to qualify to be a salaried overtime exempt employee, you're going to have to be paid a whole lot more money. Um, it's right now it's 35000 and change, and that's going up to uh, the mid-55,000 range. Right. So if you're in between the, a the large jump, it is a very wow. substantial jump. So if you're in between those two, I think it's like 53, somewhere in that neighborhood, the low 50s. But if if you're currently making between, let's just say, 35 and 53,000 and this goes into effect, your employer will have two choices. One, they must raise your salary to that minimum threshold or switch you back to an hourly non-exempt employee which would then mean you are eligible for overtime oh okay okay so the the financial implications for this on employers are absolutely huge because one way or the other the employer is going to end up spending more money be it in raising that salary or in now having to pay that overtime right okay so as an employee though and you fall within that range you you need to know that you need to be aware of that and you know, people call me every day and say, hey, I'm salaried and my boss wants to put me back to hourly. He can't do that. Yes, he can. Mm. Okay. There's nothing that says that once you've been made a salaried employee, you can't go back to being an hourly employee. Right. They have to notify you in advance and then you are then eligible for overtime in most situations. Mm. So, no, that's coming. Like I said, it's looking like it's um, it's going to happen. Until it does, of course, it can always be changed, but uh, there's just some pretty strong indications right now that that's where we'll be headed come the 1st of April. When it comes to overtime, is there a, uh, a ratio, a, a percentage that people have to stick to, or can employers set how much they're going to give you for overtime once you cross 40 hours? Once you cross 40 hours, it has to be time and a half, okay? Hmm. Um, and different states have some different laws in how they calculate overtime. Okay. Some states it's hours worked in a day and then some it's in the week. Mm. But what you can't do, let's say if you're paid bi-weekly, um, so the first week you work 32 hours and the next week you work 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Your employer cannot balance that out and say, well, you had 80 hours in the pay period. That's not overtime. Mm. That doesn't work. You've got 
72 regular hours, and then you've got eight hours of overtime. Hmm. Okay. That All makes right. Sense. So, yeah. you know, they can't, that they can't do. But as far, you know, as, as going, taking you from salary to hourly, not a problem, but then you are eligible for that overtime. Again, I say in most scenarios, because there's a couple that are excluded from that. Right. And then, um, or, or raise that salary threshold up. So just, you know, like I said, stay tuned. We'll we'll have right. an official ruling of that on, on the first of April. But mm-hmm. it's something you know we've already ran our reports. We know what employees um, fall within that range. We're already starting to reach out to some of their employers and say, hey, you know, be thinking about this. Have a plan because what you know you don't want to do is come up on April first and panic when you find out that this has changed, or worse yet, not realize the change has happened and then get fined for it. Because mm-hmm. that will happen, right? Those are the things we're trying to avoid. So it's, it's definitely the time to be proactive. Um, and if you do the legwork to be proactive now, and it doesn't pass, it will come up again and have another potential too fast. So just hang on to that work. You know, you may need it at another time. Mm. Leave your company's employee management needs to Avalon HR so you can focus on protecting and growing your business. Their team of experienced professionals do various HR-related services, such as we've talked about employee benefits packages, uh, risk management and safety solutions, payroll time clock services, which a lot of people don't even think about, uh, workers' comp insurance solutions, uh, you name it, AvalonHR.com. My guest this morning, Stacy Oren, the HR and benefits manager at Avalon HR. Let's talk about I-9s a little bit because I don't, uh, you know, people don't even think about, you know, you've got W-4s, W-2s, I-9s. What are all these letters? It, it, sometimes I, my mind just glazes over. Letters, abbreviations, and right, acronyms right. running wild. But specifically I-9, and that's the employment verification, right? Right. That just establishes that you have a legal right to work within the United States. The um, There's a set of documents that you can provide. Uh, one of them must always ha- be something that has your photo. A passport is a standalone document. Or the most common um, combination we see is a driver's license and a social security card. Mm. But there are other things that you can use. And like I said, there's a whole list. There, you know, your birth certificate. Um, if you're mm. a student, uh, we can take um, your, your student ID. We can take um, a snapshot from your uh, employee portal mm. at, for school. Uh, and here in Escambia County, it's Focus. Like we can take a Focus shot that has your picture and your information because a lot of, you know, younger kids don't have IDs yet or don't have driver's right. license yet. Right. So there, there are, you know, a list of things that we can take. Um, however, we often get presented with documents we can't take. The most common of those, and this is going to be my HRPSA for the day, more abbreviations and acronyms. Right. Um, when asked to provide a second form of ID, I highly recommend you do not give your medical marijuana card. <laughs> and right, it sounds funny, but it, the number of times this happens mm-hmm. is absolutely terrifying. And while <laughs> you may not be applying for an employer that you know requires pre-employment drug screen, mm-hmm. you are still not excused from random suspicion. And if you have an accident, you will be drug tested. Mm. Okay. And we've, we've talked about before, unfortunately, in, this, in the state of Florida, a medical marijuana card is not a prescription. You do not have a physician's prescription for any product. You have a physician's recommendation for products that may help you. Okay, that's, that's the only an important way. distinction. It is a very important wow. distinction, okay. and that distinction is the only way that legislation's got got passed in Florida. Interesting. Okay, so it is okay. still illegal on a federal level, right? Uh, which means that if you do have an accident and you test positive, that um, in many cases, 
the carrier will pay your medical bills only, but not any time that you're out of work. Like there's, it's called indemnity, and if you are under the influence, they can withhold those indemnity payments and be responsible for your medical only. Mm. Okay, so it, it does have implications, uh, but it is certainly not an accepted uh, form of ID for for establishing your right to work. Mm. It's not an uh, not an accepted I nine document. Okay, and lots of things aren't. You know, we we get a lot of um, you know temporary seasonal workers in this area. They have to have, if you have a visa from another country, it has to have certain endorsements to allow you to work. Uh, we often see IDs that say, you know, um, ID only not valid for work purposes. And mm. in those cases, you have to have additional documents. And, you know, if you're in this country and wanting to work, it is it's kind of your responsibility to make sure that you have the proper documents to do so. And with the I-9, um, the E-Verify, which is the electronic I-9 system through the government, right. with the changes that came about, especially related to Florida, in the last, it's not even been a year, I don't believe, that you know if you have over a certain number of employees, all of your employees must be E-Verified. Mm. And there's only so many documents you can put in there. So people have to have their things together or we simply can't hire you. It's not a matter of Stacy just having a bad day and going, no, <laughs> this doesn't work for me today. Right. It's I literally cannot put that in this system to mm-hmm. verify your eligibility to work. And if I can't do that, then I cannot allow you to start work because it's a daily fine and mm-hmm. it can be substantial. Ooh. And if there's certain times when it kicks back and they're going, hey, we want to talk to this person. Like, you, you know, they just may have a question or they need to, to verify that they have redone their documents and, and so forth. So it'll pop back sometimes. It says, hey, have this employee give us a call. And then they make the determination if you can proceed with employment or not. So mm-hmm. just know that it's not always the employer. When we say, right. I, I can't hire you, is it could be because, you know, E-Verify came back and said, no, I'm sorry, this person is not eligible. Mm-hmm. And you can't override that. Mm-hmm. You're that, at that point, it is what it is. Right. So, you know, if you're here visiting, wanting to work or, you know, wanting to, to make the U.S. your permanent home, make sure you've got the, the proper things you need um, to go to work and that you're completely covered and, and everything's mm-hmm. good. All the more reason to uh, for people to outsource their HR needs to Avalon HR because this can get... You don't have to think about it. We, we yeah. worry about this stuff all day long, but mm-hmm. you as a business owner, you know, you interview Jake, decide he is the perfect person for your business, and then you just go, hey, Jake, I need you to stop by Avalon HR at 100 South Pace Boulevard and complete your onboarding, yes. and you're out. If you're out of state, you just send us an email that says, hey, we've hired the most awesome guy, Jake. He's going to be our project manager. This is what he makes. This is when he starts. He's a full-time employee, and here's his email address. And then we will reach out to Jake and say, hey, Jake, welcome. Mm -hmm. We need two forms of ID to get you verified. Once we've done that, then here's a link to do all your onboarding. Um, We have a lot of government contract clients. We can also do background checks for you. We can do your pre-employment drug screens if you need them, want them, or your business requires them. Some industries do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we can take care of all of that for you. Again, you just literally pick your person and turn them over to us, and we take it from there. Mm. Employing made easy with uh, so much going on right now. You need Avalon. You really do, especially in tax season. I'm thinking about it right now. I've got... I don't have the shoebox you talk about. I've actually got a very nice file folder that's all ready to go. 
Um, but there's just so much to keep up with. You Absolutely. Know? Now, let's talk about standard deduction versus itemized real quick, because that's something that I was really confused on before I became a 1099 employee. Okay. We have a tax department. Mm-hmm. I am, and I'll say this, I, I, I don't say this mean or anyway, I, I'm not it. I hate taxes. <laughs> I hate thinking about numbers in that capacity. When All you came the in county, this morning, I said, let's talk about tax time. And you were like, and I was let's, like, let's don't. don't. Those, were my, those were my exact words. I'm like, let's, let's don't. Yeah. Uh, but that is the thing. We, we have a tax department that does like numbers and does like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they can kind of, you know, help. We, we tell our employees all the time when they're onboarding and or when they call and say, you know, what should I do with my withholdings? Well, we, we aren't your tax advisor. You know, at least if you've got me on the phone, I'm certainly not. Our payroll processors, our admins up front are not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we, well, we don't want anybody to ever do, we rarely know your whole situation. Like, we don't know if you have a spouse at home. We don't know if you live at home with your parents. We, we don't know the deal. So we can't really advise you on those type things. Mm-hmm. We can tell you how to complete the form and what it means if you click or select certain boxes or options but you kind of need to monitor that or if you have somebody that you work with on your taxes kind of get their advice you know say hey because like i said the 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 form for that changed and it still throws a whole lot of people because you know we're used to that we enter zero one two and it works well that's not the case anymore they've assigned those numbers dollars Mm. and like if you expect you know one deduction you get two thousand dollars well then they say, okay, well, we're just going to give you your $2,000 throughout the year. We're accounting for that right now. So Mm. when you go to file taxes, you're no longer getting that $2,000 back because you've kept it during the year. Right. And some people get that. Some people don't. You know, we got so used to using our refunds as our vacation funds, our purchase funds. Savings plan with no interest. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That. um, you know, so, and it's it's a big shift in mentality, and, and we're a couple of years into this form change, but it's still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I still get old forms from employers, and I'm like, you know, we can't, There, we have a just a couple who's still on board by paper um, due to, like, their area, they remote, they're field workers and things mm-hmm. that don't always have great internet. Right. And we do have a couple that send them in my paper, but we've had to go to them and say, you've got to stop using this old tax form. Like we can no longer put in mm. a zero, one or two that they've elected on their form. You've right. got to use this new form. And it is confusing. It is a huge mind shift from something we've done our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said the last two years, they've gone, no, we don't want to do it that way anymore. And it's like I said, it's still not working like people expect. I don't think it's working even like the IRS expected. I don't think it's had the intended um, result, which was to, to have everybody break as close to even as possible. Right. Because you still hear people that all of a sudden they, you know, weren't getting money back or now they are getting money back and nobody can quite seem to figure out the the rationale and the reasoning behind it. And then, you know, it seems like this year when people have filed, I've, I've heard tons of people like have never paid before in their life mm. and they're owing, you know, $2,000 this year and right. they don't know why. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, too, you know, that that um, if you make under a certain amount, there's no federal income tax withheld, right? Right. Well, that, in the past year, that level has increased. Uh-huh. Okay, so, you know, you may have been making this, and you had some taxes taken out, but when that changed, all of a sudden you're not. And you're like, well, where did my, where did my taxes go? Mm. Well, you're now below that. 
But again, based on your situation, there are ways to fix it. You can have mm-hmm. additional money taken out. Right. You know, adjust your withholdings to get you where you need to be. And you can change it. I say this all the time. You can change it every single payroll. Right. We don't mind because we don't see it. You go into your portal, you make the change, it runs automatically on the next payroll. So keep changing it until you get it where you want it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. I saw a report on the news where, you know, they were kind of trying to support the idea that, you know, our economy is in bad shape and, you know, inflation and everybody's hurting and uh, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But they were saying, oh, tax returns this year, everybody's seeing them. They're lower than usual. And I'm thinking to myself, well, isn't that a good thing? Because that means that you weren't paying into the government a lot more money than you needed to. And then you're going to get it back. Right. And that again, that is the goal. Yeah. Like it, not like it. That's that was the intention. Yeah. And that's where they're. Pushing it and forcing it as much as possible. So it's just one of those things where it's time to change our mindset because I guarantee you the government's not going to change their mind. Exactly. But you guys have uh, somebody on the inside at the IRS. We do. We have an IRS agent. We have a tax department. And like I said, we're here to help you with all the unfun stuff in your business and let you do what you enjoy. Right. Check out AvalonHR.com. Give them a call. 850-475-1555. Employing made easy. If your company gets with uh, Avalon HR and you're the employee, lots of advantages there. Very easy interface. Thank you so much for being here today, Stacey.